Jay Kim immigrated to the U.S. from Korea when he was 11 years old. Not long after, a new friend took him to a Mexican restaurant. The spices and flavor profiles were similar to his favorite Korean dishes, but different enough to be exciting. So, in 2010, when Kim was casting about for a new business, he emptied his savings account, maxed out his credit cards, and rolled out a food truck serving Korean-Mexican fare. Cilantro Barbecue grew into a fleet of seven food trucks in Austin and Houston before Kim opened his first brick-and-mortar restaurant in 2015. Cilantro now has eight units, and most recently the chain pressed its food trucks back into service during the pandemic, shifting its catering team to solicit business from neighborhood groups. Here's a Buzzworthy Brands interview with Cilantro Barbecue founder, Jay Kim. Thank you so much for your time today. Can you start off and just kind of tell me how, uh, how this concept got started? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Heather. Uh, my name is Jay, and I started Cilantro in 2010 here in Austin, Texas. Uh, I, have, I was coming out of a business that, that was not successful, uh, and I looked at my bank account, and I had $30,000 in savings that I saved up from working previously. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> And this was coming out of like 2009 and uh, we were still in recession and I don't think I was hireable. So I looked at business opportunities. I've always been in the food industry and I thought, well, food truck uh, is something that I really want to do. And I took out, uh, I maxed out my credit cards. I took out all the savings and I just had money, enough money to lease the food truck and survive for about three months. And that's how I got started in the food truck business, which uh, have turned into today, uh, eight location, multi-unit, fast, casual, Korean barbecue inspired uh, cuisine. So how, how long did you have just the food truck before you moved into a, a brick and mortar? I've had a food truck business for five years. Uh, I grew from one food truck to fleet of food trucks to having seven food trucks at one time here in Austin and Houston. And are all of the locations uh, currently in Texas? or? Yes, they're all in Texas. Uh, we have uh, moved on from operating food trucks into restaurants. And uh, in 2015, uh, I started my first brick and mortar business. So what was that experience like? What what, uh, surprised you about going from the truck to a brick and mortar? Pretty much everything surprised me. I think I was very immature in getting into the restaurant space. I just didn't know how to uh, run a four wall uh, business where we can't no longer move. Uh, With my food truck business, I was able able to move. If I didn't have the business, I would open on, uh, you know, from lunchtime from 11 to 2 p.m. And then I would, uh, get back uh, open for dinner from 5 to 8 p.m. And I would 
go hit up downtown from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And that's how I ran my business for five years. And when I got into restaurant, I was freaking out. There was rent. Uh, people had to come into our restaurant space. Uh, I had to hire a lot more people. And uh, it was very intimidating for me. And uh, I, I honestly don't think of what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, operators in the same uh, uh, situation would empathize with that, sympathize with that. So uh, what was that learning curve like? Like, how did you figure out how to get people into the store when you couldn't physically move it somewhere else? Uh, So luckily, we had an opportunity to take out a second generation restaurant. Uh, There was a restaurant that was going out of business. And I took out a SBA loan um, and, you know, all the savings that I've had from running a food truck business. And I just went all in with this brick and mortar. I think that's why there was so much pressure. I didn't know how much, you know, I was really not in tune with running uh, clear books either, meaning, you know, it was really disorganized. Um, so uh, luckily we had a lot of, uh, regulars fans that came to support us uh so i think that that we had the revenue there but in terms of running our business i remember like the first few weeks where people were waiting 40 minutes to get their food so obviously it was really challenging for us uh but what i did was really trust in my team members uh, that have been with me for a long time and uh, they suggested that you know, we do things differently and we made adjustments. We uh, were open-minded. Uh, and I think that's why we were able to catch up and, and grow and make sure that we serve our customers as best as we could. Can you talk about um, what a typical restaurant looks like for you, like in terms of square footage or, you know, locations where you like to be? Yeah, uh, our typical Square footage of our space is around 1,400 to 2,000 square foot. Um, It's usually a second gen, mid cap, uh, you know, smaller shopping centers, uh, very neighborhood based. And, um, you know, it's kind of like a growing area. Uh, it's, it's not heavy dense, but uh, we have been able to get into a neighborhood before, uh, you know, it grows. So I think that we're, we were able to grow with the community. And I think that's why uh, we were able to get such an ideal square footage uh, price and kind of help us grow <laughs> with the community. So uh, that's been our strategy so far. Austin growing. Um, so fast that uh, you know we we were able to readjust the strategy and getting into centers that are uh, more established and that's been really helpful for us too. So how did you readjust that strategy? Uh, I think once we got into restaurant and got comfortable with the way that we were operating, and I think it really we were evolving as an as an entity identity. Uh, we first started as on a food truck as a Korean, Korean barbecue, Mexican fusion. Um, so we were serving Korean barbecue tacos, Korean barbecue burritos, uh, and we're nationally known for the original maker of kimchi fries. Uh, our brand 
created this phenomena that people we're what we're known for today um and when we got into restaurant and as i was getting older i wanted to uh be like i wanted my brand to be my lifestyle too so uh we were re-strategizing and refocusing to have more uh, rice bowls, noodle bowls, salad bowls. So then, you know, like I felt like I, I'm, I was growing with the brand where late night food was great out of a food truck. Uh, we needed to connect with people that are coming to our restaurants two, three times a day for lunch. So as we were evolving, we were able to kind of solidify our identity by just taking the time to grow and understand our customers and, uh, and really knowing what, you know, uh, how we want to grow our brand. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought a lot about like food truck menu versus brick and mortar menu and how that might need to, uh, need to change. Are there some other ways it, that you made the menu like more friendly for your, for your actual restaurant location? Uh, in a way, uh, if we, you know, I, I'm, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur and I love, I love adding things. I love trying out new things. And I think that my, my partner, operating partner, Ryan really helped me, uh, simplify when we went into restaurant and he was the one who was operating the restaurants and, uh, he said, well, the more simple we are, the, the more consistent we can be with our quality. So I took that to heart and made sure that we were simplifying things. So I think what we did great was to introduce uh, more sauces that we're proud of and that uh, produce and, and vegetables that that's something that we, we can consume every day and feel healthy and feel uh, like, well, I can go eat cilantro every single day. So uh, I did that from a food truck where kimchi fries, quesadillas, uh, burritos uh, were, were number one sellers. Now it is bowls. So I think we have shifted pretty well within the five year frame. Uh, so talk a little bit about kind of the, the very start of this concept. Where did the Korean Mexican fusion idea come from? I, I was definitely inspired by what was happening in uh, West Coast, Los Angeles. Uh, Roy Choi had started this uh, Kogi con uh, brand, which was Korean barbecue tacos. And for me growing up, uh, you know, obviously me being Korean, I had Korean food, but I loved Mexican food. Uh, how I fell in love with Mexican food was when I immigrated from Korea. Uh, my mom put me in this a summer school that was out of nowhere and there were no Korean food. Uh, and I was homesick, obviously. Uh, and my friend uh, took me to this Mexican restaurant and I, I fell in love with the Mexican food then uh, with all the spices, uh, the flavor uh, profiles are very similar. So that's when I was introduced to Mexican food. And uh, for me, it was more natural to, to uh, combine the two flavors. And 
uh, since we're in Texas too, I think that also helped in connecting with our customers here in Austin. That's awesome. How, how old were you when you came to this country? I was 11 years old. So that's uh, fairly old. So yeah. um, that must have been a huge adjustment. Yeah, it was. So let's fast forward then to today or at least to, uh, to March, I guess. What, um, what did things look like for you at the very outset of this pandemic? What, what did you guys do? Uh, I think what we did great uh, was that we were operating on a very disciplined level when it comes came to our uh, hiring, promoting based on our core values. Uh, once we solidified uh, what our core values is and when we written it down, uh, that really helped us um, live live that life. Uh, with with our coworkers, with our team members, with our vendors, uh, so that alignment was was building. And when pandemic hit, uh, we just had to double down. And one of our core values is being transparent, and we're transparent with our staff, saying, uh, "Guys, if our business to be to be completely stopped, zero revenue, uh, and all our locations are closed." We have enough money for six months to uh, uh, pay you guys. And that was kind of how we, uh, we approached the situation. And I think that that really helped us uh, come together as a team. And I think we were able to um, just kind of navigate more easily because everyone was on the same page. So did you shut everything down at that point or? No, we were very lucky. Uh, the first week, uh, we had to temporarily close down two locations, uh, one in downtown, one in Allendale, which is a uh, more family-oriented neighborhood. Uh, our downtown location is still closed. Uh, a lot of companies are not coming back till next, next year. Uh, and burn it. Uh, it took us about a month and a half to reopen, uh, but other locations, I think, thankfully, uh, we, we saw a hit 50%, but it started coming back up, and few of our stores today are doing better than last year. That's great. Um, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that are in your situation of having uh, locations in like central business districts, obviously, and, and places where there's lots of office workers. Um, what do you, you know, where do you see that headed uh, in terms of that kind of fast casual market that's geared towards office people? Yeah, I could speak for my experience. Uh, the, our catering team uh, was in panic the first few months, uh, everything that we've booked uh, for office caterings were, were canceled. And what we did uh, was we still have food trucks and we said, okay, if people are not coming out, we're, we know we've operated food trucks. We used to go to these neighborhoods. 
uh, we're going to go to them. And uh, people are quarantined. Uh, we're going to take, uh, we're going to set up rules on how they're going to come out and order from us. And we took out our food trucks and catering team uh, overnight. They had to change their strategy to booking these events with HOAs and uh, going to these neighborhoods and taking orders and uh, <laughs> operate business that way. So I think that, you know, everything's have changed for us uh, in terms of, you know, people are still quarantined. So what we've done was I went online, I went on social media, I became uh, the representative for our brand and, and I was showing customers, Hey, this is what we're doing to make sure that we're keeping our staff safe uh, and our customers safe. And I think that I was able to uh, build that trust uh, with our brand and, and make that connection with our customers. So I think customers came to us, ordered online with us, called in and uh, ordered curbside and pickup. So that was really helpful for us. It's really interesting that you transitioned the catering staff into this new um, new role and new markets to pursue. Can you talk a little bit of, of more about how that has worked and kind of any metrics you can share around that and on how that program is doing for you? Sure. Uh, so uh, what, what we did was we still wanted to provide um, job opportunities to our staff. Like we, we wanted to make sure that we, we kept up with our same store sales at the restaurants and trying our best to keep all the staff uh, as much as possibly could. Um, so we were operating, uh, making the food out of, uh, out of the restaurant. Uh, our food truck became the vehicle where uh, a delivery vehicle for us to go to these uh, neighborhoods and, uh, and, and serve out of the food truck. Our catering department has shifted their focus to calling HOAs and calling and sending out Facebook uh, posts or Instagram posts out there and asking customers say, if you want us to be at your neighborhood, please reach out to us. And that was our way of connecting with one person uh, from a neighborhood. And that kind of grew big uh, because of their neighborhood you know, Facebook groups, or, uh, you know, they, they have their own communication tool where uh, it, built, it kind of built that momentum from there. And once people realized, oh, look, our, neighbor could, our neighborhoods could have food trucks, we want that. So uh, people started taking more interest, reaching out to us, which made it easier for us to uh, uh, go out and sell our services. That's great. And, and that's a, a program you're still running? Yes, we are. And can you speak at all to, uh, you know, what percentage of sales that is or, or the growth you've seen in that or any, any sort of metric around that? I would say from our food truck business, the growth has been 100%. We, we weren't running food trucks and now we are. Um, we're in August and August is usually a sl slower month. I think people still do take vacations. And uh, it's been slow for us, but we were very busy in July. Our catering sales were uh, equal to last year by adjusting ourselves to uh, 
different method and we have September, October, November getting hooked up. That's great. Um, so you are in Texas, which is obviously, you know, really hard hit by the coronavirus right now. Yes. Um, is that something, how are you addressing that internally, I guess, in terms of, of safety precautions or other operational things? Uh, so uh, since March, uh, we've, we've never opened our dining room. Uh, and that was uh, the decision that we made to make sure that we keep our staff safe. Uh, the safety of our staff and making sure that they feel comfortable coming into work was our priority. Uh, and setting up rapid testing for our staff uh, was also our priority. So getting uh, those uh, things in place for our staff uh, was our priority because without our staff members, our brand would not exist. So that, so we made the choice not to open up and we haven't opened our dining room since. Um, we have, uh, you know, patio space. Um, you know, we've tried uh, and we feel uncomfortable when, it, when it, the coronavirus is spiking here in Austin. So we closed that down too. Um, so I think we are doing, we're operating at a bare minimum when it comes to opening up our dining room, opening up our patio space. But I think we're doing right, something right, because our, our staff feel safe and our customers tell us that, hey, you guys are, we understand why you guys are not opening. And, um, and, and even wearing masks, uh, <laughs> Uh, it was really sensitive issue at one point when, uh, you know, uh, people weren't required to wear masks inside, but we made it mandatory for any customers that are coming into our restaurants to wear masks. Uh, and there are many incidences where, uh, you know, customers are frustrated with us for asking them to wear a mask and they would walk out or uh, they would say harsh things to our staff. And uh, like for me, uh, just being sensitive to our staff was, was our priority during this time. Did you have a, like a special training with them or anything on, on how to address those mask issues? Yeah, uh, we would have daily huddles through Zoom. Um, so uh, every 2 p.m. Uh, for 30 minutes, uh, I would go on and I would talk about the priorities or I would share with our staff about what's been changing because things were changing so fast and we had to, uh, we had to learn and, and uh, talk to our staff about, okay, this is where we stand uh, and making sure that everyone was on the same page. Uh, and that's one of the things that we've done to make sure that we stayed connected and stayed on the same page and that, you know, we even uh, forecasted or, or, or told them, hey, we're going to get this. And I know that it's going to be mentally stressful to hear it, but just letting you guys know that we're here for you and that if you guys need any help, 
uh, our HR, our operation, even myself is here uh, as, as a supporter, as a cheerleader. So I think we've done a good job in just kind of holding each other's hands together uh, through this time. Sure, such, such an added stress. Um, so let's talk about, about growth and growth plans. What did they look like pre-pandemic? How have they shifted now? Um, and what can you say about your plans for you know, 2021 and, and beyond? Yeah, I'm sitting here and uh, in front of me, there's a journey map that I've created. Uh, uh, it says uh, 15 stores by 2022. Uh, we had planned to go to Houston, Dallas, uh, and connecting the dot from Austin uh, to San Antonio. Um, and uh, I think those plans are still moving forward, uh, but I think things are gonna be delayed a little bit. Uh, do you, what's, what is the progress on that plan? Like as of today, do you have things signed and underway or? Uh, we just opened our eighth location a uh, week and a half ago. Um, <laughs> something that we, we've been planning on. We had also had uh, L, uh, LOI out uh, at multiple locations uh, quickly that has the, the dynamic have changed so uh, we're still working on LOIs uh, but things definitely have slowed down. For sure uh, hopefully they will ramp back up soon. Um, I really appreciate your time is there anything else that I am not asking you about that you would want to add in here? Uh, no I think this was this was a great <laughs> thanks so much for your time. Yes.